While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. everybody another episode full disclosure i never know the episode numbers anymore but welcome to it my name is ryan i'm a teacher coach instructional coach do a bunch of stuff and i run this podcast it is episode 327 that's cool so welcome to the 327th episode i don't know why i thought we were in the 360s or something like that maybe because it sounds cooler but um i want to give a big shout out to our current patreon members uh, who are supporting the show and, and going above and beyond. You also get some access to podcast merch and uh, bonus content that's only available on patreon.com slash classroombrew. So a big shout out to Adam, Leo, Leslie, Sabrina, Melinda, Cindy, James, and Lish. Uh, thank you guys for going above and beyond, and we'll have to do a check-in at some point very soon. I am still getting my feet back uh, under me now that I'm back in the country and back to uh, not just teaching, but also podcast related stuff. So I will get to that stuff. Haven't forgotten, really want to do that. But scheduling is really hard. Uh, Perfect example, I am yet again recording the night before it has to go up, the episode that is. So yeah, changes are afoot. For this one, I'm drinking my usual rum because you guys know that's what I have to go with, with hard liquors. And um, beer doesn't work unless it's Corona for me, for my stupid stomach. But um, yeah, we have... uh, Veterans Day coming up, and we have a full week off for for Thanksgiving break, and that's pretty cool. The semester is, I can't say it's coming to a close because we still have, you know, basically a little less than two months left until the semester ends. But it feels like it's coming to a close because I'm already in the last unit that I will do before the first semester ends. And I bring this up because there's not that much time left, really. And a number of students are trying to do the whole, well, I'll just change my schedule and then I'll get a fresh start. And, you know, then, then I have to do just a couple weeks worth of work and I'll pass the class. Uh, finessing the system, if you will. Which, honestly, I can't even fault the, the children for that. Children, they're high schoolers. I can't fault the students for that. It's entirely on the adults. 100% on the adults. Especially the ones that know that that's what's going on. Or... The ones who have been around the block a little bit, if you will. That's a nice way of putting it if they're a veteran teacher. Because you never want to you never want to say old teacher. Old anything is just bad. Um I guess I'm more in the old category at the ripe age of thirty, because we have a relatively young staff now. I think the average staff age when I first started at my school was, I don't know, sixty two conservatively. And uh now it's going down, which is makes it easier for me to get to know people, I guess. Uh, easier to relate. No shade to any any boomers out there. But um, yeah, we also have a number of kids this week alone, and this is only my first full week back, uh, second week back since being on leave for almost three weeks. 
And um, the the number of kids who are returning to our school, and they have been here before, but there's a lot of programming concerns because, I don't know, our district doesn't like pay counselors to work during the summer, so they're kind of just programmed wherever they fit, and it's a mess. Even kids who uh, were out of the building for safety-related issues or behavior-related issues that are also safety-related issues that they have caused, and they're just returning without like, any sort of transition plan, any sort of heads up for you know those of us who teach them or attempt to teach them, I should say. Uh, I'm taking a drink for that one. And if you know what I'm talking about with safety and students uh, who compromise said safety, just showing back up again, take a drink unless you're you know, driving or be responsible. Don't drink and drive. But if you are not, then you're drinking along with this one. Cheers. As I drink, literally watered down juice because the sugar is too much for me. Uh, falling apart. Anyways, the, um, yeah, so the student who allegedly brought, I'm saying allegedly, so I can't be sued. They allegedly brought a weapon and a very, very deadly weapon. I'll just put it that way. A very, like the deadliest of the weapons. Um, allegedly brought it into our school. And I guess they didn't find enough evidence of that, but they were still going to play it safe. And we just didn't know until suddenly there he comes walking back into class to take a seat in his usual spot. And my co-teacher and I are like, what the fuck? And like, I have to teach. So luckily she was gracious enough to be like, I can send the email where it's like, uh, we have a concern. <laughs> we have a major concern here. And where's the safety plan? And why were we not informed? Um, these are, by the way, the questions that I have. The, the scenarios that come to mind, rather, where I think, should our school close at the end of this year because of incompetence or things falling th through the, uh, the cracks? Yeah, probably. Uh, and the response we get from, you know, whoever is, uh, yeah, there is a safety plan. That's, that's it. That's the, that's the end of the email. The whole thing. That's it. That's all we got. Despite us saying, hey, we have a se severe safety concerns. Uh, and we want to know if there's some sort of transition or safety plan or end goal here. And all we get in return is a confirmation that, yes, it does exist. Trust me. <laughs> it definitely exists. Uh, and it's not till we poke and prod a little bit more that we finally get like a, you know, there weren't too many typos, but we get some, some sort of a uh, syntax-appropriate narrative of what, uh, what are the guidelines and what are the goals, and uh, that'll work. <laughs> Wish we had it before. And I understand that not everyone has that heads up beforehand, but I don't know, for a first day after a major safety incident that was incited by a student, I don't know, maybe maybe say like, hey, wait in this room for like an hour while we let everybody know what's up. Maybe not an hour, but just a little bit of a heads up would have been nice. I never like being blindsided, you know? Like we had a teacher who uh, had a bunch of students that were sent to their class recently. Uh, today, in fact, the day I'm recording this, <laughs> as recent as it gets almost. And um, during the previous uh, class period, both of these students that were sent to his room to re-enter class had just gotten into a fight in their previous class. Could you imagine? Like, if it's the next class period, it hadn't even been a half hour. I think it hadn't even been 20 minutes since their fight. 
And the the people that made that decision were like, just send them back to class. Just push them back in. Let them, let them get their education today because they're definitely capable of doing that after getting into a fight with each other in their only other class they had before the one we're about to send them into. You know? And if I'm that teacher, I'm sending them away. And I believe that teacher did. I think it was Peter. <laughs> so good for him though. But could you imagine just the, the sheer... I don't yell at staff ever. I don't yell at colleagues. That's unprofessional. But the way that I would speak yell, talk yell at a normal volume, but yell like in the subtext by saying like, if you ever set me up for that kind of failure again, just, oh, I can't even imagine. And, and let's pretend that the teacher, you know, lets them in and there are no problems, which by the way, is never the case with our, our students, for example. Uh, what example is that setting for other kids when it comes to fighting? The exact group that witnessed them fighting then immediately saw them in less than 20 minutes re-enter the classroom space with seemingly, or at least optically, no repercussions whatsoever. It's open season. Tomorrow is Thursday, the day before we go for a little long weekend for Veterans Day. We're not quite at Thanksgiving break, but mark my words, especially if it's a full moon, uh, there's going to be a fight because the bell's been rung and no adults appropriately answered the call. You know, they responded, but the way they responded, you know, uh, the fallout, I should say, was definitely inadequate. You know, what a great visual. We had like a new instructional coach start, a uh, part-time instructional coach. And uh, well, one, I'm intrigued. I can't wait to see what they do and, and how they do. And I'd imagine being an outsider coming into a new school and trying to assert yourself and improve the instructional practice of those teachers is probably a big challenge. Um, I don't know how that'll go. Uh, again, an outsider coming in. I know in the past we've had some bad experiences with that. But, uh, you know, all the best to them. Uh, just don't cause ripples for the rest of us who do our jobs. Um, but even if everything all went well, you know, they're sending that bad message, of course. But if those students, for example, just got into a fight, you finally got them into a space of calm. Or maybe they didn't. I don't know. I'm going to assume that they released them back to class because it sounds bad. Release. Sent them back to class. Uh, allowed them to return back to class. Uh, they believed that they were calm enough to coexist. Granted, I disagree. I think that's the wrong decision. But let's pretend that they are calm enough and you have a teacher like me who knows what just happened, who knows what's up. And call me petty, I don't care. I am not allowing those two students to come in. 20 minutes is not enough time. Also, it shouldn't happen at all. You get into a fight with somebody, go home, call the parent. And if they're not available, you put them in a space with the staff member, separately, of course, where they sit and have access to their work, but they are separate. You don't get to play on the playground today. You know? I know my, I teach high school, but like, that, that just makes sense, right? That's common sense. Of course it is. But we teach in a big district. So I guess common sense is frowned upon. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I can't believe that. Um, yeah, that and bus confusion uh, on a field trip that I had on Tuesday and kids are running around and Grubhub's being ordered even though everyone keeps saying, no, don't use Grubhub or DoorDash or anything like that for your food and 
you have to either bring a lunch or you know get the hot lunch here that's free or whatever it is. I'm sure it's garbage, but it's just a mess. And all this to say, this is all happening in one week, by the way. Uh, we get an email uh, last week on Friday, and they always send it out like at the end of the day, 15 minutes before our school day would have ended. Uh, and the subject, and this is from our district saying, this is another record-breaking year for CPS students. And it, <laughs> uh, talking about our, our 84% four-year graduation rate and a 50% increase in graduates and $2.07 billion earned in scholarships and 5.3%, uh, I can't read it anymore, it's too small, uh, a 5.3% dropout rate which I don't know if that adds up really because if, oh, four-year graduation. So I guess they're not counting, you know, super seniors in that. Because I say, that's, that's not, uh, that's 89%. You put that in 89.3% if you add those together. Uh, 40%, or sorry, 49% of graduates earning any ECCC in 2023. I don't know what ECCC is off the top of my head, but I'd imagine it's something related to uh, college and career readiness credentials. Look at that. Almost half of CPS graduates earn college or career credentials in high school. So that's cool. But um, talking about how we got here, they're talking about equitable access to AP courses, IB courses, dual credit courses, uh, <laughs> increased advising and support throughout. Okay, we have a counselor that only counsels one grade level. Interesting. Exposure to workplace, uh, work-based learning opportunities. This is why I keep saying four-day work week and uh, for the students that fifth day whatever day of the week it may be, should be them volunteering or working. And then we as teachers work to uh, coordinate with said supervisors. Um, I don't know why I said said supervisors because with their supervisors, I didn't say that previously. Uh, Continued engagement after high school graduation through programs like our alumni support initiative. I love how they're taking complete, complete uh, credit for the post-secondary supports. They're not giving any credit to like one goal or Embark or Life Directions or BAM and WOW, like none of these programs that offer these post-secondary support things, or maybe they don't. I know at least three of those do. Um, talking about uh, uh, budget roundtables to solve the issue, the crisis itself. Meanwhile, we just spent, I don't even want to know how many tens of thousands of dollars on iPads that we can barely use. I'm pointing all this out to say, they're posting this, or they're sending this uh, propaganda and that's exactly what it is. It's propaganda. It's pro-CPS propaganda. Uh, and I don't know how, how realistic it is. I don't know how uh, fact ba- truth-based this data is. Because while they may have that data to support it, you don't know what it is behind the scene. I think our graduation rate at our school is like 95%. But that's because when the student's about to drop out, we transfer them to an alternate school. Alternative school, not alternate school. You know what I mean. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think we're very afraid of um, looking bad. And I've pointed out that if you're not afraid of, you know, just being honest and seeing what the real data is because you just want to look good, you're never going to improve. There's my tag talk for the day. Thank you for listening. Cheers to that one. We're going to take another drink of watered down juice rum, Ju- uh, juice and then rum. That I made way too strong. Ooh. All right, this seems like a very good opportunity now that we are, maybe I'll take a sip while the music's playing. Uh, Let's jump into, uh, it's been a minute since we've done this one, Uh, but we're going to jump into uh, this week and uh, the week of, uh, it's November 9th when the episode comes out, Uh, this week's Comment Hero of the Week. Welcome to the Comment Hero of the Week. 
When someone's being an ass in the comment section, but they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. What's going on is you failed fucking social studies. Or when you see someone call that person out, they are our comment hero of the week. Yeah! Even though some heroes do call out those idiots, remember, don't call out a comment hero in the comment section. You can't fix them, and you can't fix stupid. God, I should have made that drink way, way more <clears throat> watered down with the liquor. <clears throat> made a mistake, made a mistake. Anyways, uh, this one is from the, the subreddit uh, Teachers, and this is from uh, Knots of Free, oh, Knots of Freesh Avocado. I don't know. That's their user, not mine. And uh, <clears throat> it says, uh, hey, guys, just, uh, hey, guys, what's up? Hey, guys, j- uh, just having a hard time today. I've been on maternity leave since the end of August. So congratulations, first off. Uh, and I've just returned to my room for the first time today. My classroom is in shambles. I worked so hard to make that room a place my students enjoyed, and they destroyed it. The comfy chairs I bought for them, broken. My decorations, broken. Just so many things absolutely destroyed. I'm just at a loss right now. I literally don't want to look at these kids tomorrow. It's a lot. Uh, they put an edit in here. More context. I'm a middle school elective teacher, and my biggest... <laughs> this sounds awesome. My biggest class is only seven students. I guess that's good and bad, right? Uh, a big part of the reason I was shocked at the level of destruction. Yeah, that is, I mean, even if you're teaching all day, that's, you know five, six, seven classes or so, you're still under 50 kids. That sucks. So our comment hero, this is a genuine, remember a comment hero, it's been a minute. It can be someone being an absolute arrogant asshole, uh, or it can be someone who is genuinely uh, a comment hero. Uh, and this one, I believe I even upvoted it. There's a term, I know Reddit, I'm not afraid of it. This is from uh, 1-2-3214. One and two are, uh, are written out. And I guess they're a high school English teacher from Texas. Didn't say a name, so it's okay to say where they're from. Um, they wrote, depending on the age of the kids, we know it's middle school now. I'm assuming this was written before they put in that edit, the original poster. Uh, you could leave all the broken and destroyed stuff as is. If they ask, just tell them this is the environment they created for themselves. Now they get to live with it. Take pictures of the damage. Some places might reimburse you. That's cool. But I love that. So honestly, the fact you just... Holding kids accountable and saying, you know what? You fucked it up. Now you enjoy. You made this bed. You shat in this bed. Now sit in it. I agree. Even if they're middle school, even if they're elementary, start early. You know? So by the time they get to high school, they're not these, you know, enraged, uh, growing into their body, uh, entitled and destructive kids. That's what I deal with on a almost daily basis. So please. I guess I'm begging you. This is the bat signal. Uh, those are the, stu- the students that, that I am often dealing with. Not all, of course. I have some truly rock star students. I really love the group that I have this year. Uh, all of them. I think they're, I have a really great group all around. Much happier with the group that I have this year uh, than the group last year. I'm thinking about one class period in particular. And if you listen to the episode with Hayden, my student teacher from last year, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Um... Yeah, I pointed that up too because this is a good segue because I'm thinking about the kids I have this year compared to last year. And academically, they, they seem to have more motivation issues and deficits, but there is a, a much greater willingness to learn and a significantly 
uh, elevated form of politeness, which is very appreciated after a really crappy year last year. Um, but this is from uh, the same subreddit. This is Bruce Banner 7777. Uh, and it says, at a loss for students who sit in class like a lump on a log. I haven't heard like a lump on a log in a long time. I've heard like a lump, but not. I haven't heard the full thing in a while. Should get some celery real quick for some ants. Anyways, uh, I have been a high school algebra teacher for one, or algebra one teacher for five years now. Uh, I have never dealt with students like this until this year. I guess wait a little longer. You'll get plenty of them. I have two, I have two students who literally sit in my class, different class periods. Oh, only two? That's incredible. And <laughs> that's not, I, I'm, I want to trade and do absolutely nothing. I have talked to them multiple times, emailed home, called parents and talked to administration about them. Nothing changes with their behavior. Uh, I am very engaged. Uh, okay, this is where virtue signaling hap- happens a little bit. Uh, I'm a very engaging teacher who is constantly walking students through the, ma- the math with a step-by-step guide and modeling multiple examples. Uh, I lost my spot. There we go. Uh, still, these students do nothing. They have failed my class last quarter and are on the way to fail this quarter as well. So the semester, that sucks. Um, I don't want them to fail, but I am at a loss as what to do. I feel like giving up on these students uh, and letting them fail. Has anyone else experienced the lump? (laughs) That's a new phrase. The lump on a log student. Any advice would be appreciated. And to be honest with you, uh, it's not a comment here, but this is a great one. But uh, someone quite simply uh, in response to this wrote that they should just document it and move on. Yep. No notes. Document, you tried every, assuming you have tried everything, and it sounds like you have, modifying instruction and doing what you can and talking to them and emailing and calling and asking for support, all of that, you just can't change hearts and minds in this case. Cannot save them all. And sometimes the greatest lesson is failure. Let them fail at this point. Now, if they come to you for assistance, sure, don't, don't say like, nope, too late. Uh, but you have to honestly save that. And as talk, someone who was burnt out for, I would say, realistically two to three years out of my seven years so far in the profession, uh, save that energy for a student who's willing to learn. You know? And honestly, that may, you know, lead them by example, or at least just for your own mental health. You know, just focusing on the positive in that moment. And if it's only two, that's pretty good. I have a full class, my first period class, where it's complete apathy. I mean, granted, they're never in there to be apathetic, but, you know, we'll take their sleeping, dozing behavior as apathy. Uh, No, there's other circumstances, of course, but uh, regardless of of those circumstances, there there is a certain message that gets sent when it comes to, you know, shutting down versus, uh, we use this term grit a lot. I should point out that the, the term grit does make me grit my teeth a little bit because a lot of the times the people who are advocating for students to have grit are the ones who don't help students foster grit. I feel like we often have, uh, and not just teachers, teachers, staff, support staff, whoever, uh, for the sake of expediency or just you know not having to deal with it, they'll just do it for the student. You know, like instead of teaching a student how to advocate, you know teaching them how to fish, they just go ahead and give them a fish or advocate for them or whatever it may be. Uh, and that's fine to do it like once or twice, but eventually you got to start taking off the training wheels here. 
especially for our students who are high schoolers. Because I get it. Like, it's scary sometimes to talk to a teacher that you don't, you know, maybe have that deep connection with or you're intimidated by them or you're a quiet person. I get it. But, I, yeah, you're, you can't change hearts and minds. If they sit there and they say, I don't give a shit about that. I just had this today, actually. A student who, on Monday of this week, said, Mr. F, what can I do? Please let me know. What can I do? And I had to very blatantly break it down and say, all you can do at this point is the last, you know, however many assignments we have in this unit, give 100% effort and you will be fine. Mathematically, I checked the student would be fine if they gave 100% effort. And the very next lesson, so that was on Monday, I was on a field trip Tuesday, the very next lesson on Wednesday, meaning they had an extra day, by the way, while I was out to do a two-day assignment in five days. Uh, but the very next lesson involved uh, a station activity, moving around the room. And as soon as this exact same student that said, what can I do? I'll do anything. Yep, I will do it no matter what. I got you. A couple of days later said, no, fuck that. I don't give a shit about it. I'm not doing this at all. I go, okay, cool. Then you failed. It's cool. It's fine. I didn't say that out loud, but it's like in my head, I'm like, that's the voice that's going on in my head. Okay. Don't come to me later, you know, and be like, well, I don't understand like what happened. And I said, I've had at least mm, three dozen conversations with students saying there is no more leeway. It's right now or never. Like anything less than I think 90% on every single assignment, whatever it is, you don't pass the class because you've done that much damage. I do use that phrase. You have done this much damage. I didn't give you the grade. You earned the grade. And now your grade, just like cement, it's harder to mix and change and mold into whatever shape you want. Your grade is getting near impossible to shift from F to D. Don't even think about asking about A, B, C. Second semester, sure, let's start fresh. But I, I don't know. I, that's not coming from a burnt out place. It's not coming from a, a malicious place for me. Just truly at a certain point, put the emphasis, put the cognitive load, put the ownership back on students, back on parents or guardians, whoever they live with, whatever. Because it, it's always been, oh, it's the teacher's fault ever since probably, I don't know, 2005. Uh, I'm sure that you know people with more historical background on teaching know it's probably earlier than that, but it, it always used to be on students and it hasn't for a very long time. And that pendulum has got to fucking swing back the other way. Enough's enough. It's starting with me. Hi, I'm a guy who just lost his job. <laughs> Joking but serious, because that could, you know, that's it, people say this kind of stuff and it, it raises eyebrows and it really shouldn't. So here I am saying it now from the confines of my home. <laughs> Whatever, I would say in a meeting, I don't give a shit. But anyways, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. I'm rambling uh, a little bit, hopefully not slurring too bad with a drink, of, a strong drink with no tolerance, which is weird after an all-inclusive honeymoon, but uh, low tolerance, I guess. But uh, I want to thank you guys for, for supporting the show. Um, whether you go above and beyond or you listen every so often or or you listen every single week, I, that is seriously awesome. And, and thank you so much. Um, you could always email me classroombrew at gmail.com or you could reach out on social media. Uh, again, just go to uh, Classroom Brew and you'll, you'll find it on all the social medias, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, X, Twitter. We know it's called Twitter anymore. Elon Musk, suck it. Um, he's going to send my, his robots after me. Uh, but thank you guys for that. If you want to be on the show, you can also reach me there. Uh, maybe we should get a voicemail. I don't know. 
could send me a voice memo. How about that? Email me a voice memo or DM me a voice memo and it can be played on the podcast or uh, we could connect and do a remote episode or in-person episode if you're down for that. So, but hey, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and until next week, class dismissed. This is Classroom Brew.